Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today Breakfast Briefing. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Thursday, the 5th of May. And as usual, with all the information contained in this briefing, it is general advice only. So please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisor regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights in this briefing. If you're listening to this on a podcast, of course, you can head on over to the marcustoday.com.au website and read our disclaimer in full. Otherwise, you can always pause the slideshow here if you're watching this on a video. All right, well, another uh, extraordinary night, I guess you could say, in the US as we waited with bated breath for Chairman Powell to announce the verdict on US rates. And when it came, it came good, or at least it came good for the market. And uh, he did talk about future rate increases, which was what the market was hoping for. So we saw a 50 basis point rise in interest rates in the US last night. And he also said that the 75 basis point rise that the market was worried about was, at least for now, off the table. And that was enough to send the US stock market into an epilepsy of optimism. We saw the Dow Jones have its best day in many a year, up 932 points which negates the 930-odd points that it fell the other day. So the roller coaster continues in the U.S. The Dow was up 2.81%, 34,061. NASDAQ cruising 3.19% higher, 401 points, 12,965. And the S&P 500 was also in the middle for diddle, back to normal. Thank God for that. 2.99% 2.99% higher, 125 points, 4,300 dead. And of course, with all this optimism on rates, we saw the VIX index fall 4 points to 25, uh, 13% lower. As a result of all this, the SPY got really carried away with a massive 31-point rise, 0.43%. But of course, we will be watching and waiting for those NAB results, which are out, and I'll go into those in a little more detail. But for the US markets and overseas, it was all about that Federal Reserve announcement at uh, 2.30 their time with the 50 basis point rise. Now we're going to get 50 basis points in June, 50 in July, and thereafter 25, according to the chairman, Jerome Powell. Uh, whether that holds remains to be seen, but that was enough for the markets to uh, take that as a very optimistic outlook. Of course, it is always a balancing act for the Fed to try and slow the economy without crashing the economy. In the past, it has been uh, renowned as something that actually manages to crash the economy. When Paul Volcker, back in the uh, early 80s, went hard against inflation, he managed to crush the economy completely. So uh, it is going to be a balancing act for Powell and his buddies and the rest of the, uh, the economists out there. As far as commodities go last night, we saw a big rise, a big jump in the thing that is driving inflation. So it's all very well to combat inflation with higher rates. But at the end of the day, one of the big things that is driving inflation is the oil price. And that was up nearly 5%, $5.14, $110.14 for Brent crude. And WTI up to 107 spot 81, $5.40 up, 5.27% higher. This was on the back 
of the EU now looking to ban Russian oil imports. Uh, they are voting on this, and there's certainly some people or some countries that are not too keen on this, but it does look as if this is going to happen. It may take six months to bring it in, but certainly that was enough to get the oil price rocking and rolling last night. Other commodities, we had gold price down $1.80, uh, $1.80, down 0.1%, iron ore eased 0.53%, 142.80, but China still closed uh, for its holiday yesterday, down 0.76 of $1.76. The Aussie dollar, though, had a big jump, 72.55 on the back of the US move in rates. In other commodities, we saw copper up 1.2%. Nickel down 0.3, aluminium up 2.2, zinc zinc up 1.6%, lead up 1.8, and tin up 0.8 of a percent. As a result of this, we saw BHP in US ADR terms up just over 2%, Rio up just under 1%, Freeport MacBron up 2.9%, Alcoa up 5.1%, Tech down 0.3%. Anglo down 2%, Glencore down a quarter of a percent, Vale down a quarter of a percent. The big mover though last night was Arbomile, which is the US lithium stock, was up 9.3%. So that does bode well for a little bit of a recovery, I suspect, in some of our lithium stocks today, which have been under some pressure in the last week or so. Here you can see the S&P 500, and lo and behold, 14.30, here we are, at 14.30 when Powell came out with his message from the board when the smoke rose from the chapel, uh, the market just took off like a scolded cat. Many calling it a short covering rally in a bear market, but whatever it is, I guess we'll take it. 930 points is pretty extraordinary, uh, seeing as we fell by 930 odd points a couple of days ago. We had Apple up 4.1%, Meta up 5.4%, Google up 4.2%, Microsoft up nearly 3%, Amazon uh, not quite so good, up only 1.4%, Tesla up 4.8%, again that will help our lithium stocks, Netflix up 2.1%, US banks on an absolute charge last night, Morgan, uh, JP Morgan up 3.3%, Citigroup 4.2%, Block, the artist formerly known as Square, was up 4.4% as well. So certainly expecting a pretty good uh, lead-in from the US, although that SPY only up 31 points is somewhat muted. We did see a 23-point fall yesterday, in the, uh, or a 12-point fall in the ASX 200, 23-point fall in the all odds yesterday. But um, we're going to make that up today. It's a question of whether the market kicks on from there. U.S. Uh, stocks and major stories had their best session since May 2020. And we saw 50 basis points and 50 hikes on the table. 75 basis points not currently in the conversation. Even Bullard kept quiet. And the uh, Minneapolis Fed's Kashkari said it could take years to fall back to 2% inflation target. The ECB's Schnabel says first hike to tame inflation may come as early as July. And the Bank of England's shadow MPC suggests a 50 basis point hike required to tame inflation. I think they've got no chance in the UK with energy prices pushing so much higher. And the EU has proposed a six-month phased-in ban on Russian oil imports. I'm sure Hungary is going to have something to say about that. Extreme market bearishness has strategists thinking a rally may be forthcoming. And Morgan Stanley says the worst 
of the bond market sell-off may be over. One survey shows most economists believe Fed tightening will end in a recession. And the former Fed Vice Chair Qualls says U.S. economy will probably fall into recession. Lots of talk about recession for the U.S. economy, which at the moment is pretty much going gangbusters. And we even saw the GDP now coming out from the Atlanta Fed, showing that uh, the uh, slowdown in the U.S. economy has stopped and uh, is starting to uh, pick up again. The U.S. exported nearly 50 million barrels of crude to Europe in April, which is the most since 2016. And Russian seaborne crude flows fall 14% week on week as European buyers shun Russian vessels. OPEC, which meets... On Thursday, OPEC Plus output up just 10,000 barrels in April. They had some disruptions in Libya and Nigeria. So those planned for supply increases don't seem to be coming through to fruition at the moment. What to expect today? Well, the big key last night, of course, was no potential 75 basis point increase. Uh, 50, 50, 50 and 25 thereafter is the way of things. We have the stock 600 in European markets easier uh, but they didn't see the uh, Federal Reserve meeting verdict. So we had stocks 50 down 1%, the FTSE down nearly 1%, CAC down one2 and the DAX down 05 And those 10-year yields in the US coming off the boil, 2.93%. Australia, though, very much in demand still, 3.54% for Australian 10-year yields. Germany, 097 up a smidge. But two-year yields in the US fell 15 basis points, those short-dated Interest rates in the U.S. did fall quite substantially, 2.64%. This morning, it will all be about the NAB result. And uh, we have seen a $3.6 billion statutory net profit for NABs, 73 cents interim dividend and SETI ratio of 12.48. And of course, that buyback, $2.5 billion, has already been announced and commenced in May. Net interest margin was 1.63 versus consensus which was around 1.63 as well. Looking at the numbers, though, it does look as if uh, NAB's no longer targeting cost reductions or absolute cost reductions by FY23 to 25. Specs cost growth of approximately 2 to 3% in FY22. And pretty much everything was in line with what the market was going for. Maybe some slight misses in places and some slight beats in other places. Uh, we did see um, cash EPS dollar three. Consensus was a dollar five. And then inc- interest income at seven point oh nine billion. Consensus was seven point oh nine billion. And operating income was one point seven four billion, which was slightly below the one point eight billion that the market was going for. But SETI ratio was a better. And uh, we also saw the uh, net interest margin coming in, 1.63, which was consensus. Now, looking at Ramsey Healthcare, uh, KKR, the barbarians at the gate, may hold on to Ramsey properties after all, according to The Australian. And Qantas has announced a takeover bid today for Alliance Aviation, which is the uh, contract fly-in, fly-out airline. Qantas already has uh, a 20% stake in the company and is now buying the rest of the company with a share offer worth around $4.75, which is a a 30-odd percent premium to the closing price last night. Macquarie Conference continues. We've got SIQ Smart Group uh, presenting. uh, The Novated Leasing Leads are up 6%, and Eclipse ECX, uh, the net profit after tax and amortization, was up 58%. 
to 62.1, up $40 million on a market share buyback declared, representing 65% of half-year 22 NPATA. And the Aussie dollar back to 72.50 at the moment.